Rest. Okay, so today's learning should be Zechanishnas Yaakov and Shagaf Evalevi, Sarlei Bashmot Svil, Hanma Pesa, the Vaisa Shu, Ravim Ben Arbarach, Ramnach Mashalevi, and Ramoshev and Ramnach Halevi. So we're up to Daf Pei Beis Amid Aleph, the top line. The Gemara, the last thing the Gemara said, it was talking about a Get Makusher. So a Get Makusher is that it has folds. They would do it at least three signees have to sign. Uh, it was for when Kehanim would divorce in order to slow the process down. They would make folds and then you would sign on the back of the fold. The Mishnah had described that if, let's say, accidentally the cipher made an additional fold, so you have to fill it in or else it'll look like you didn't have everybody signed, so it would be a get puzzle. So the third, the person that fills that last that last space could be even a relative, or it could be a karev, or it could be a puzzle. And as a shayla of Rav Akiva, it's a machlekes, Rav Akiva and Benanis, whether it's okay just a karev or other things as well. So the last thing the Gemara said is that we're only makel to fill the line with a relative, only one relative. You can't have multiple relatives. You have a Gemara? Yeah. You can't have multiple relatives, I meaning you can't have more than one. Why? Because if you have, let's say, two, right, let's say you have two people, you made eight folds and you only have six Adams, so you'll get two relatives to sign. The problem is, what if later on they need to confirm that the get is legit and they'll have people come to testify about the Adam? They won't recognize the other five or the other six. They'll just recognize those two and they'll be confirm a get based on puzzle Adam. Therefore, you only... You could only have one person sign. Okay. So the Gemara, just to finish up this discussion, Amr Abaye. Abaye says, Shema Mina, you see from the Sugya, Haikarav Chasim Iboy Bemitzchila Bemeemtsar Bembesayf. You see from the Sugya that this relative can sign anywhere. He could sign in the beginning, let's say there's six folds. He could be the first one to sign, the third one to sign, the fifth one to sign. It doesn't matter. Why? Because the fact that the Gemara never said they have to be the first to sign or the last to sign, it means they could sign anywhere. Okay, so they could sign anywhere. Okay, that's, that's, that's interesting. But now the Gemara says, and built on this, oh, the very fact that the relative can sign anywhere, it also shows you when then, that when you're confirming signatures, okay, let's say you're confirming, so how many do you have to confirm on this? You have to confirm three. Let's say there's seven signees. Forget about the extra folds. All kasher them, seven signees. They're confirming. Do they have to confirm them in a row? Right, let's say the Adam recognize number one, number two, and number seven. Does that work? The answer is yes. I'll prove it to you. Because if they have to if they have to confirm three that are in succession, right? Three right back to back, then you can have multiple Kraivim sign. Why? Because I could have a car of sign as number one, and then I could have a car of sign as number four, and then I have a car of sign as number seven. Why? Because what's your whole concern of why you can't have multiples? Is because you'll confirm two that are that are relatives. But if you have to confirm in order, so then just very simply separate them. Just have a relative sign as number one and number four. Then what are you concerned about? You you can't confirm both of them because you've if you've confirmed if you have you understand what I'm saying if you have to go in order right you have to confirm three you can't have two relatives because we're afraid that those two will be the ones confirmed amongst the three and that's not good because then you're basing the majority of the edus based on psalades and you're having two which is the ikar based on relatives but if you 
their relatives can sign anywhere. They don't have to sign any. They could sign all over the place. If you have to cons, con, uh, confirm the edim in succession, meaning you have to do one, two, three, or five, five, six, or seven, eight, nine, you can't do one, four, eight, whatever it is. If it has to be three in order, then you can have multiple relatives sign because you could have a relative sign number one, a relative sign number five. What's the concern? Do you confirm them together? You can't. You have to confirm them three in a row. The very fact that we're makbid, that you could only have one karav sign and not two, even if they're signing eight spots away from each other, shows you that the confirmation of Adam is that people come and they just look at the list and they say, which do I recognize? doesn't have to be in any specific order. Okay? Because the Gemara says, because if you have to actually confirm them in a row, then then you can have multiple Kroivim sign as long as they're three signees away from each other. Okay. Now, just to end the sugya, we had a discussion of Machleikas Ben Nanis and Ravakiva, of whether the extra fold can be signed only by a relative or even by. A, a ganif or a, or a, or a, um, a, 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 what do you call it, Evik Nani, whatever. So the Gemara says to end the story, they came in front of Ravami, and the Gemara says, He said, go get an Evid. Meaning, we pass him like Benanis, Hadron Allah, Hazarik. Okay. Uh, very pleasant off today. Uh, this is one of those where I'm sure if we were learning like B'i and Lumdis, it would be very hard, but just B'kiyas, it's pretty pretty uh, pleasant. Hamigarish is Ishtay. You divorce your wife. Now, the whole premise of a divorce is that your relationship is severed. Anytime the Gemara is going to be discussing where you made a tanai that binds you to her forever. So what's the case? If you divorce a woman, and then as you're divorcing her, you say, You're to everybody. Now, it's a shail of what Ella means. Ella either means chutz or al tanai. Let's go with chutz. It means you're permitted to everyone except for John. You can never marry John. So the question is, is that a good divorce? So the, Gemara, the Mishnah says, Rav Lazar Matir. Rav Lazar says, um, yeah, it's a good divorce. Yeah, except for the one that you, meaning Rav Lazar confirms. Rav Lazar holds that a get, even if a get only permits you to half of the world, or it's even one person, that's a get. Rav Lazar does not have a problem that even after the divorce, you're still prohibited to some people. That's not Rav Loza's issue. The Chachamim disagree. We're familiar with the Chachamim's opinion. Chum say, no, it's not a good get because you, you, the whole premise of a get is that she's muttered everybody. If she, if she's not muttered to Chaladim, then she's not divorced. Chachamim. Kate said, Yasa, so according to the Chachamim, it's not a good get. So how do you fix it? You have to give the get back to him. He's got to re-give it again. Again, it's not written in the document that she's not permitted. It's just, it was an oral declaration. So give it back to the husband. Then he's going to re-give it to her. And he'll say, You're permitted to everyone. Now let's say he wrote it in the get itself. You are permitted to everyone except for John. Then it's a puzzle get. And then there's no eight. You can't erase it. Uh, yeah, erasing a document is not, that uh, doesn't work. You can't erase a document, it doesn't work. It's a puzzle aid, this, it's a puzzle shah. So you have to rewrite it. Okay. Uh, by the way, I sent to the group, I don't know, I never do this, but I sent to the group uh, a video that the, the old off just came out. It's a mock gitten, but they explain it. They mamish like show you how a get is done. Apisugis halacha and sugis hagemara. It's, it's very interesting. It's a, I think the cipher in that video is actually the cipher that me and my father met when we were by get once. I think it's the same cipher. It looks the same. I sent it on Friday. I'll, show, I'll send this to you. So anyway, okay. 
So the Gemara has a kasha. When the, when the Mishnah says Ella, right? What does Ella mean? There's two explanations. Ella either means chutz, meaning you're permitted to everyone except for John. Or Al-Tanai. You're permitted to everyone on condition you don't marry John. What's the difference? The difference is, they're both basically saying the same thing. You're permitted to everyone, but just don't marry John. The difference is when you make a Lashon Al-Tanai, I could see Al-Tanai being better. Because you're allowed to make a Tanai by a get. Meaning, when you say chutz, it's for sure an issue because you're, you're trying to, you're making a get and you're declaring, not a condition, you're declaring the get is not really working, right? A get means you're permitted to everyone. And I'm saying this get will not allow you to marry John. So I understand why the Rabbanon have a complete issue with that. The question is, would the Rabbanon be okay if it was al tanai? You're still making a stipulation that undermines the power of a get, but you're making a stipulation. And in the Torah, we recognize your ability to stipulate. So the question is, huh? On condition, you never marry John. So I could see that being a little better. I Listen, I could see it's still not working because you're still making a condition that undermines the concept of a divorce. But at least I could see it being better because by chutz, you're just saying, again, is not going to work for John. That, that You don't have the right to do that. Al-Tanai, you have the right to make tanayim. So I made a tanai that you give me $100. I make a tanai, you don't marry John. I could see it's a little better. So the Gemara wants to know, what does the word Ella mean? Does it mean chutz or does it mean al-Tanai? So the Gemara says, Ibailu, hi Ella. When the Gemara, when the Mishnah says Ella, is it chutzu? Is Ella chutz? Ayal tanai. Amenas. What does the word Ella mean? So chutzu, meaning, and the Gemara speaks it out. Doesn't mean chutz, that you're permitted to everyone except for John. And ubechutzu depliger rabbanon ladar of Allah. And only by chutz do the rabbanon have a problem, the shayir lo beget, because it, it, you're not, it's not just a stipulation. You're, you're, you're declaring that the divorce it sounds like a stipulation, but you're declaring that the divorce is not effective fully. But, but because you use the terminology almanas, even though they're both a stipulation, you're using a terminology that the Torah allows you to use. This tonight, it, you know, it's normal, it's normal when you make it tonight, but again, it's a, it's a tonight that it'll either will be clear or will be after like a certain finite yeah. period of time. This almanas basically is Forever. Forever, correct. So that's a very different type of thing. Correct. By, by well, that's why, yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. That's why you could also see why almanas would also be an issue. That's that, okay. Yeah, it's yeah. Than correct, it's correct, than correct. That the, the, this possibility is that the Torah allows you to use the terminology of altanai. So the rabbanon's issue is not that you're bound to him forever. The rabbanon are more bothered by you. You don't have the right. To say that a get is not effective when it is. If you have Altanai, you have a, you have the right to make any condition you want, but you can't say chutz. You have to use the terminology that make a stipulation. That's this possibility. The Gemara is going to reject it. I mean, whatever. But you hear what I'm saying? I, I see it. I don't fully grasp it, but whatever. So, so according to Rabbi Elazar, who, who permits it, so if she goes ahead and she gets married to Mr. X, uh, and you know, and then of course she gets divorced from Mr. X. And then she goes ahead, goes ahead and marries John. Then those first kids in that marriage are going to be uh, Mamzerim. I don't know if it'd be I don't know what Revelaza would say if you made a condition. I mean, he's saying if you made a condition not to marry John, then when you marry John, then the divorce is not chal. Revelaza, but Revelaza. The second one. 
one. Yeah, I know. But, right. but Rav Eliezer holds you don't need to make a stipulation. No, Rav Eliezer is fine. If you give a divorce that only permits you to five people, Rav is like, that's fine. That's a divorce. So Rav Eliezer actually doesn't need a stipulation at all. You know what I mean? Like, he's not bothered by this. Rav Eliezer, we're going to see in a moment, he holds that if a divorce just permits you to one man, great, then you're divorced. Yeah. As long as you can marry someone else. So I don't know. It's an interesting point. I'm not sure what Revelation would say. We don't pass the Revelation, so it's hard to know. Uh, so the Mishnah says, the Gemara wants to know, is it, did the Rabbanon say their opinion only by chutz? Because they don't like making such a stipulation with the Lushan of chutz, but al tanai they feel you're allowed to as you make an, any al-manas. You're always permitted. Oidilma, al-manasu. Or perhaps the opposite. Maybe by chutz, Revelezer agrees to them. Because chutz is not even a terminology you're allowed to. You're just basically declaring that the get is not fully effective. So the question is, when do they argue and when do they agree? So the Gemara says, Am Ravina Tashima. So basically, you want to know what, what the word Elo means. Does it mean chutz or almanas? So I'll prove it to you. The, the, the Mishnah over there is talking about Goyesh Enuyudi houses. Houses that are from any Yehudi that they don't have saras. Right? Saras is only by Yiddish houses, not by any Yehudi houses, right? So the mission over there says, Kol abatim temeim, all houses can get saras. Ella shalavichavim. Ella. Now that's not al tanai. What was al tanai? That's chutz. Yeah? It means all Yiddish houses can get saras, but any Yehudi houses, they can't have saras. That's Ella means chutz over there. It's clear. You, what, what does it mean? Al Tanai? Every Jewish house can have tsaras on condition that Goyish houses don't have tsaras. And, and if Goyish houses have tsaras, then Jew. It doesn't make sense. It means chutz. So what do you see? You see that when the Shnai is used, the terminology of Ella, it means chutz. Okay. The Gemara says, I understand if the word chutz, Ella means chutz, it makes sense over there. But if you actually mean that the word Ella means almanas, almanas, what does it mean? The, the Jewish houses have tsaras only on condition that Goyesh houses don't have tsaras. And if Goyesh houses have tsaras, then Jewish, people, Jewish houses don't have tsaras. What, what, what does that mean? And, and it's also, it's not a condition. It's clear as day. Goyesh houses do not have tsaras. But Tanya, the Brazer says, Eretz only your land of your inheritance, Eretz Yisrael, and not, and not, not Goyesh houses. So the word Ella over there definitely means chutz. So Shmamina, chutzu, Shmamina. So the word Ella means chutz. Okay. So therefore, in our Mishnah, when they have the Machlaikis, they dafka have the Machlaikis by Chutz, but Al-Manas, potentially, it would work. Now, yeah, Al-Manas potentially would work. Now, practical halacha, we'll see in a little bit. Just because a condition is made, I think over here, okay, it's a little different, we'll see. So right now we're saying the whole Machlaikis in the Mishnah is when you said Chutz, but if it's almanas, then you could stipulate that you're divorced on condition. You don't marry John. You have the right to do that. Which, by the way, I kind of, whatever. I, you're saying there's a stipulation that lasts forever? Well, it's almanas. Almanas is a terminology that we, we where it's a terminology that we can we rec- recognize. As opposed to chutz, which is more declaring in the document itself. As opposed to almanas, which is a stipulation outside of the document. That's what it seems like. Either is outside. Both, no, mean, mean, no, but chutz, you're saying that this, this, this is the lumdus of it. This, like, I think this, like, hakiris of it. I think the difference is by chutz, you're saying that this star is not working regarding John. Meaning, you're permitted to everyone. Chutz, mi John, this document does not have the koyach to matter you to John, which is not true. Amenas is just saying, listen, it could, but, it could, but I'm, I'm, I'm telling you not to. Okay. 
That's what I would understand. Okay. So Masisin Dalai Kaitan. Our Mishnah that we're now interpreting, that they're arguing by Chutz, because Ella means Chutz, is not like the following uh, Brisa. The Tanya, Am Rav Yaisi by Yehuda, Leinechliku Revelazer, and Chacham Amagarshi Sishavam, and Rimitar Sakhaladam, Chutz Miploy Nishin Migreshes. Everyone agrees that Chutz is a problem. Meaning, right now we're saying they argue by Chutz, right? That's what we're saying in our Mishnah, that Ella, which Chutz is when they argue. Rav Yaisi says, No, Rav Yaisi by Yehuda says, No, no, no. Chutz, everyone agrees, no good. Leinechliku. The Rav Eliezer feels it's a good get by Almanas. You just can't marry that guy. And the Rabbana say, no, if, if you can't marry everyone, no divorce. The Gemara explains, my time to Rav Eliezer, where does Rav Eliezer get this from? The Rav Eliezer is not bothered that you can make a condition Stopping her from marrying John. Well, why does he think that that's a good divorce? Isn't the whole point of divorce severing their relationship entirely? The answer is, that's not how Rev. Le'ezer looks at it. Rev. Le'ezer says, First of all, he feels it's like any other stipulation. Okay, we'll find a source in the Pasuk. The Rabbanon say, the average stipulation doesn't undermine the concept of a divorce. The divorce is to sever them. This condition... Is un- it's not like give me two hundred dollars. This this condition is undermining the purpose of a divorce. The purpose of divorce is most types of them. Fine. Now umasisim to come So the machlokes. Okay. So according to Rav Yosi Bar Yehuda, the whole machlokes is almanas. And the question is, can you make a condition which you normally can that really undermines the concept of a divorce? Rav Yosi is fine with it because he says a condition is a condition. The rabbanon disagree. According to our Mishnah, they argue by chutz. Almanas you can do. The machlekes is chutz. What's the machlekes about? According to our mission, yeah. So what's the machlekes based on? By by chutz. No, almanas. The machlekes is it's almanas is a regular condition. Everyone agrees you can make conditions by a get with the terminology of almanas. The machlekes is is this condition similar to give me two hundred dollars, which is permissible, or is this condition not good because it's undermining the premise of divorce? But they're arguing about whether. You could make almanas in general, and the question is, is this almanas off-limits? Our Mish is saying, no, 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 almanas is fine. The machlekes is, use the terminology of chutz. So what does that mean? So as I mentioned, when you say chutz, you're basically saying, this document will not work regarding John. So why is Revelers okay with that? I mean, I totally get where they're about because they're not looking at chutz as a condition. They're saying, when you give a woman a get and you say, you're muttered everyone at chutz mijan, the Rabbana are saying, you're basically saying, this document will not help you to marry John. It's not true. So it, it's, it's, it's an inaccuracy, and, and, and therefore it's not a divorce. You're basically saying it's a check. The Revelos is like, eh, it's fine. Why is Revelos okay with it? So the Gemara says, My time at the Revelyezer. Why is Revelyezer okay with Chutz? The Pasuk says, It says that she'll be divorced. And she'll marry someone else. It says Revelyezer, Revelation says a divorce is effective even if it only marries, if it only allows her to marry Ishacher, one other person. Meaning, Revelation feels that the whole concept that you're saying that a do- this document has to sever her from everyone and to permit her to everyone, who said? As long as it permits her to someone. When she's married, could she marry any other person? No. Now, could she marry another person? Yes. Oh, she's a divorce. That's Revelation's take. So, therefore, you could say Chutz. What's the problem with saying Chutz? Oh, you're saying this document will not help you to John. Revelation said, fine, I don't care. Will it help you to Shmuel? Fun, and he's divorced. As long as the divorce allows her to marry Ishacher, 
One person, she's divorced. How do the Rabbana interpret the Pasuk? The Rabbana interpret the Pasuk the way all we read, read it. Ishacher just means any one person, meaning Ishacher, yeah, it's technically one person, but it's any one person. The Gemara says. I think that we, well, we do write Harei Muteris Lechaladam. I think according to Rav Eliezer, you could write Harei Muteris Lechaladam Chutz Mejan. That's the point. Rav Eliezer, yeah, Rav Eliezer would have no problem. We don't pass in Rav Eliezer, so obviously we don't do that. And the Gemara says, The Rabbanon interpret Ish, not one person that she's permitted, any one person. By the way, I'll just say this. It is interesting, just as a defense of Rav Eliezer, every time you do divorce, you're also to all kehan. Now you're going to say that, so, right, the, the Gerishin doesn't help you regarding Kehanim. So what's the answer? The answer is, that the Torah says is also. Okay, but I'm, I'm, I could see Rav Eliezer saying, okay, so it's not like she's mutter l'chol adam, she's mutter to, I, I don't know, I don't know. Huh? Correct. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm not, like I said, it's just, it's a, a fleeting thought that came to my head as I was reading. Okay, but listen, that's Rav Eliezer's opinion. According to Rebbe Lezer, it's really, if he says you're only mutter to that one guy, Correct. and that guy is uh, an awful guy, I don't Cor- know. Uh, divorced. So now she's totally messed over. <laughs> she can't marry Okay, anybody. yeah, well, they probably break his legs, but yeah, but I'm saying, no, but seriously, but yeah, she's divorced. Yeah, but I mean, she's divorced, but it's not that it's a marriage. She's totally messed up. Going marriage, so there's still Kedushin. That's also true. It is a, it's Tavsi Bar Kedushin. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, so the first source of Rav Eliezer is because Bahol Chav Ha'isel Ishacher, that it's a good Kedushin, that it's a good if she's only Mutal Ishacher. Rav Yochan has a different source. Time of the Rav Eliezer, it says, V'isha grusha me'isha la'yikachu. The Kehanim are not allowed to marry a divorcee. Afilin is garsha el me'isha. Even if she's only divorced from the husband. Meaning, let's say a guy writes this get to his wife, and he says... You're also, you, you divorced you divorced from me, but you're not muttered to any other person on planet Earth. The halach is obviously, is that a good divorce? No. But we pass in that it's a good enough divorce that she's also a kahuna. She's also a kahuna. This is a little bit like Beishama Yesev, Reich Haget, that she's also a kahuna. Even if the husband, so the husband wrote, you're also to me, but you're not muttered to anybody. So we say, so she became also to one person. It's a good get. Meaning, I feel in this guy shall meisha. Even if she's only divorced from her husband, which she was mutter, so now she's divorced from her husband. she's Meaning, if her husband dies, she's pasukuna. She's not a widow. She's a divorcee. Now, what do you see? Alma havagita. You see that a qualified divorce in such a way where it's not even permitting her to anybody. It's a divorce. At, again, at least. Is it a divorce to mutter her to someone? No, because she's not to everybody. But at least it's a divorce regarding Psul Kahuna. So if it's a divorce for Psul Kahuna, so if she's mutter to one person, it's a divorce. That's, Revelez is saying, you see from here that you can have a divorce even when it doesn't permit you to everybody. That's a divorce and she's not permitted to anybody. And the Rabbanon's response is, it's a kuna shani. The Rabbanon's saying, no, she's not divorced. It's Psul Kahuna because Reich HaGet, we're so machmed that anything that smells like a get, we're going to ask you. Not to say that it's an actual get. Okay, so it's a machlekes. Now, he, here's the Gemara's kasha. I, I, I had to check during davening. I wanted to confirm because I had a theory about what the Gemara means. I, I checked that the, 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 the Rambam speaks it up. Boyrav Abba, B'Kedushin Heich. What about by Kedushin? Meaning, you give a woman a ring and you say, Hareya Mekudashesli. So, you're usher to everyone except for John. You could still marry John. The question is, is it a good Kedushin? Now, nobody, I wanted to clarify, 
right? Because by divorce, he's saying, you're mutter to everyone except for John. Now it's Harim Lee, so you're also to everyone except for John. You could still marry John. The question is, is it a good condition? Now, she definitely... Oh, so, so let, let me just clarify. So it's a machlekes. It's a shayla. What are the choices? The choices are either it's a good condition or it's not a good condition. Now, if it's not a good condition, you wasted your time, you did nothing. Let's say it's a good condition. That does not mean that she can have relations with her husband and John. That's obviously not. But what it means is it's a good condition, but you just can't, you can't fulfill that stipulation of living with John, but she's an Ashish-ish. Meaning, the question is, is she an Ashish-ish that if someone else lives with her, when you say Harem Kudashasli, except uh, for John, the question is, is her, his words meaningless and she's not an Ashish-ish, or she's an Ashish-ish, but he ju- she just, for halachic reasons, once the Isser is Chalaner is an Ashish-ish, it does affect John as well. So she's never allowed to be with John. The question is, though, is it a good condition? So when the Gemara is a possibility, it's a good condition. I want to make it clear. It doesn't mean it's a good condition that she could actually have two husbands, because then, no, no way. But what it means is, it's a good condition that, 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 that she's an Ashish-ish. And then if, if, if someone else lives with her. Huh? Correct. The question is, when the stipulation is, you cannot fulfill the Tanai, is it a good Kedushin, you just can't fulfill the Tanai, or it's not a good Kedushin at all? And the Gemara says, Tiboy Rav and Tiboy It's a Shaila both according to Rav and both according to Rav Again, Rav is cool with a divorce that does not permit you to everyone. The question is, what would he say about Kedushin that permits you to some people? And what would the Rabbanon say? So, Tiboy let's analyze Rav again. Rav is cool with a divorce that stipulates that there are people off limits. So the question is, what would he say about a Kedushin that allows people to still be on limits? Okay, so, Maybe Rav Eliezer is only okay with this because the Pasuk says, By this special Pasuk, By Kedushin, By Kedushin, there's no Pasuk, therefore it just needs to be any, any transaction. And transactions have to be obsolete, have to be across the board, have to be real, and therefore it would not work by Dilma, the or perhaps we have a rule. The is that we compare Gittin to Kedushin. Whatever the law is by Gittin, the law is by Kedushin. So by Gittin, if it's a good divorce, by Kedushin, it's a good Kedushin. Why is this not a Why is this not. Um, You're going to say why Mas. Is this, why is this a Hassar in the Kenyan? Because, because the Kenyan, right, ownership means I have the right to use it to the exclusion of anyone else. Right? If I pick up a table and I'm saying, I'm buying this table. But other people could also buy this table, so it didn't do anything. So Kedushin is a Kenyan. I'm not saying it's a Kenyan as in ownership as in the same way of a table, but it, there's some level of Kenyan going on. So the concept of marrying her is that she belong, she, she's connected to me to the exclusion of others. The very fact that you're saying that other people can still acquire her it undermines the concept of the Kenyan. Or do you just say, no, it's compared to Gerishin. If in Gerishin this concept works, by Kedushin this also comes to work. Even though the difference is by Gerishin, she could marry other people and not that guy. By Kedushin, it would just be Chal and then it would just be Chal. She would be a full Ashish-ish. You know. Okay. Tibai the Rabbanon. The question is, what would the Rabbanon say? The Rabbanon feel that a Gerishin is lock solid across the board. There's no... There's no room, wiggle room. The question is, is there room, wiggle room by Kedushin? Maybe the Rabbanon are super strict by Gerishin because it's Krisus. It has to sever the relationship. But by Kedushin, as long as you make any, any acquisition, then it's Chal. 
or no, the opposite. They compare it to Gittin. And if by Gittin, they hold it's no good, by Kedushin, it's no good. So that, that's the question. The Gemara says, The conclusion is, The conclusion is that you have to compare Gittin to Kedushin. If by Gittin it doesn't work, Kedushin it doesn't work. If by Gittin it works, Kedushin it works. Okay. Fine. Amr Abaya. Let's say you hold a Rav Abba. There's two more sugis, and then we're done. Let's say you hold a Rav Abba, Rav Abba that according to Rav Liezer, you could make a Kedushin on condition that you're permitted to John, and it is a good Kedushin. Okay? So here's the question. You have a, k- a case where you made a, k- a Kedushin. Avra marries Sarah on condition she could still marry Yitzchak. Okay. Again, like I said, she can't actually live with Yitzchak because that'll still be considered an Ish. But the question is, then Yitzchak is Mekadasher. The Gemara says like this, Ba Ruven Shimon. Okay. Ruven is Mekadasher woman on condition she could still marry Shimon. So when Ruven marries her, everybody on planet Earth becomes Aser except for Shimon. Then, Ba Shimon Meruven. Then Shimon, these are brothers, by the way, Reuben and Shimon are brothers. And then Shimon comes as Mekadash Chutz Meruven. So Shimon says, you can marry, you're my wife to the exclusion of Reuben. I mean, the only person you're permitted to is Reuben. So think about it. Reuben marries her. Who is she mutter to? Reuben. And except for Shimon. So let's say Shimon is also in the ether. It doesn't mean she actually lived with her, but it means that Shimon is, is not usher. So Reuben and Shimon are permitted. Shimon marries her. To the exclusion of Reuven, meaning Shimon says Kedushin, not living there, but Kedushin. So when Reuven was Mekadesher, it affected that everyone became Usher. Like think of it like a clue, like you know, everyone, all the thing, everyone came Usher except for Shimon. When Shimon was Mekadesher, he said, "You're my wife, except for Reuven. You're still permitted to Reuven." So nothing changed. You hear what I'm saying? Meaning when Reuven was Mekadashur, the change happened that every person became Usr except for Shimon. When Shimon was Mekadashur, he says, nothing changed. Because nobody became Usr through his action. Says the Mish, says the Gemara, Umesushneim, and if both Reuven and Shimon died, Mesyabem is the Levi. Levi can do Yibum. And there's no problem of being connected to two brothers. Let me, let me explain. We've had this a couple times in Yavamas. It's not very complicated. And that is, if you have Reuben, Shimon, and Levi, yeah? Reuben marries, they're all brothers. Reuben marries a woman, then he dies. And then Shimon does Yibam, and then he dies, and then Levi marries her. Why? Because when Shimon does Yibam, it's no longer Reuben's wife, it's Shimon's wife. What if, though, Reuben, Shimon, and Levi, Reuben's married to a woman, Reuben dies. Shimon does Mimer, he gives Kedushin. Right? And then he dies. The halach is Levi came to Yibam. Why? Because this woman is connected to two brothers. It's the wife of Reuven, but it's also the Kedushin wife of Shimon. No good. Eish Hashnei Meisim, we don't do such a thing. Over here, is it the same thing? You have Reuven, Reuven, Shimon, and Levi, all brothers. Reuven is Mekadashar, Chutz Shimon. Shimon is Mekadashar, Chutz Reuven, and then they both die. The halach is, you could do Yibam. Why? Because when Reuven was Mekadashar, Everyone became Aser except for Shimon. When Shimon became Mekadeshir nothing changed. So Shimon's Kedushin was completely ineffective. Again, forget about who she could actually live with. The concept of Kedushin to take effect, someone has to become Aser. Therefore, Shimon's Kedushin was a waste of time. It never took place. Therefore, when Shimon dies and Reuven dies, Levi could do Yibam because Levi is just marrying Reuven's wife. 
What would be an example of Eishish Neimesim if you hold of Rav Eliezer that you can make such a stipulation because it should be the following case. That's the case. You have Reuven, Shimon, and Levi. Reuven is Mekadesh, Chutz, Meshimon. Reuven says to the woman, you're my wife, except for Shimon. So everyone becomes Aser, except for, now you have Reuven and Shimon still, the clues, the cards, they're still up. Then Shimon comes as Mekadesh, Shistam. Harim, Mekadesh, So now she can't marry Reuven either. So now, so she, now when Shimon did something, it actually affected something because it made that Reuven became Aser. Because when he stipulated that Shimon is permitted, he allowed room for her Kedushin to be Chal regarding Shimon. So when Shimon was Mekadosh, Reuven became Aser. So now this woman is connected to Reuven and Shimon. Very strange to understand how this works in like Lumdus of like, you can't live with Shimon, but Shimon is available to her regarding Kedushin. That Kedushin is Typhus. That's basically what it is. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fine. The Kedusha Reuven, Ahani Lameisa, Ahum, Ava Kedusha Shimon, Ahani Lameisa Reuven. It's very strange. Very, very strange. Okay. Boya Baya. Very simple way to end, end the daf. A couple kashas with a teku. Okay. Boya Baya. I have a kasha. Amr le hareya muteris l'chol adam chutz miruven ishimen. You say, let, let's go with the, uh, uh, the Rav Eliezer's opinion. Yeah? That you could say chutz. So you go to get to a woman and you say, Actually, before you give the get, you're holding the get, you say, Okay, so according to Rav Eliezer, she'll be divorced, except for Reuben and Shimon. And then, you say, Reuben and Shimon are, are fine. Reuben and Shimon are fine. So the question is, then you hand to the get. The question is like this, there's two choices of what you did. You asked her to everyone except for Reuben and Shimon. And then he said, Reuben and Shimon are fine. So, one way to look at it is, you made everyone us, everyone permitted except for Reuven and Shimon, and then you pulled it back. So now she's muttered everybody. Or, you completely reversed it. When you said Reuven and Shimon are fine, you meant only Reuven and Shimon are fine. Right? First you said, everyone's fine except for Reuven and Shimon, and then you're like, you know what, you Reuven and Shimon are muttered. The question is, are you just removing your stipulation, or are you saying, no, Reuven and Shimon are the only ones mutter, and everyone else is also. You did a complete 180. That's the possibility. Because of Amr Lalu Reuven Shimon, and then before handing the get, you said you're permitted to Reuven and Shimon. Mahu, what did you mean? Mi Amrina Maidaaser Shara. Do we say, well, at first you said everyone's motor except for Reuven and Shimon, and now you're saying Reuven and Shimon are motor, meaning everyone's motor. You just remove those two obstacles. Aydilma Maidaaser Shara, Maidashara Os, or you did a complete 180. Originally you were motor 99.9% of the world except for Reuven and Shimon, and now you're saying, no, only Reuven and Shimon are motor to the exclusion of everyone else. Imtim Tzilomer. And if you want to say, by the way, there's always a, every time there's an Imtim Tzilomer and a Teku, um, it's Machleg is Ramam and Ravid. Whether we paskin, whether we just say Suffolk on all scenarios, or we paskin like the Imtim Tzilomers. Right? Imtim Tzilomer, if you say A, then what about this? And Imtim Tzilomer. So, Imtim Tzilomer, go to the next page, we'll finish up. If you just say, listen, when you said Reuben and Shimon are Mutter, you just meant, originally you meant everyone's Mutter except for Reuben and Shimon, and now Reuben and Shimon are also Mutter. What about Leruven Ma? What if you just said your mother to Reuven? Did you mean Reuven and Shimon? Because Reuven and Shimon were both, you know, combined together. Or you're not Reuven only. Leruven who had in the Shimon. When you said you're permitted to Reuven, did you mean Shimon as well? And you just said Reuven because that was the beginning. Of you, you were you were lazy. Or perhaps Dafka Reuven. And if you say no, well, you said Reuven, you meant Reuven. What about Shimon? You said you're permitted to everyone except for Reuven and Shimon. Yeah, you're permitted to Shimon. The question is, did he mean Davka Shimon? Or Shimon is the conclusion of that sentence. He meant Reuven and Shimon as well. 
one more kasha. A husband, he said to her, you're not allowed to marry Reuven and Shimon, and then he said, you're permitted even to Shimon. What does even to Shimon mean? After Reuven come, meaning, does he mean Shimon, even Shimon, meaning Reuven and Shimon? Like, even Shimon, meaning Reuven, even Shimon? Or no, 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 Reuven's still off limits. He's saying, you're permitted to everyone, except for Reuven and Shimon. You're permitted even to Shimon, meaning, you're permitted to everyone, and even Shimon, but Reuven is still off limits. Teku, we do not know. All right, we'll stop here.